So there was actually a study that came out and they measured PFAS in makeup that you can buy at big box stores. So in the study, they named Sephora, Ulta, Target, you know, stores that most women shop for makeup at. Up to 50% of them had detectable levels of PFAS in them. And the highest was in lip products, foundation, and mascara. All right, everyone, thank you for joining the show. We have an action-packed show. There's so much going on here. It's gonna be condensed with so much information, but it's really, really important stuff. So I'm gonna get right to it. But of course, all the gratitude in the world for showing up. Give yourself some love for showing up today. There's a lot of really good information coming your way. And if it aligns with you and you think it can help someone else, share it. Spread the information because it's so important because once we start healing ourselves, we start healing others. All the love, check this out. Ready to go? We have a Knowledge Bomb segment about PFAS. Now, PFAS are those forever chemicals, but we're going to talk about where they're found. Do you know they're found in yoga pants and leggings? I'm going to tell you all about that study that was done, as well as we have a very special guest, Dr. Yvonne Burkhart. She's an expert. She's actually a toxicologist on all things, as you imagined, toxins. So she's going to tell us what to stay away from, how to stay away from it, and really what are some other solutions that we need to be looking for, especially when it comes to makeup. So what an action-packed show. There's so much going on. I can't wait to jump into this. Before we do, I want to say a few words from our awesome sponsors. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best and they're always at health events and people are loving them and their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products, GHKCU, and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alituria Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. 
That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trefalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that have been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. Could your yoga pants house one of the most toxic chemicals that we know? The answer is yes. Your sportswear could be hella toxic. Consumer study by Momovation, shout out to that group doing excellent work for consumer product testing for chemicals. Well, they sent 32 pairs of activewear, mostly workout leggings and yoga pants, to an EPA-certified lab. They were looking for the presence and testing for PFAS, or more affectionately known as forever chemicals. These are per and polyfluoral alkyl substances. They're synthetic, and there's over 4,000 different types of PFAS. And now we're just really starting to understand how they're affecting us. So PFAS are man-made chemicals and have been using in the industry and consumer products worldwide since the 1950s, and they're a problem, a big one. They're some of the nastiest chemicals known to humanity. Some of the ways they harm you and I is that they reduce our immune response, connected to cancer, increased risk of asthma and thyroid disease, damage to the liver, damage to the kidney, and other serious impacts overall to our health. They're called forever chemicals because they take a really long time to break down in our bodies, even longer in the environment. So we eliminate them on a scale of years seven to 10 years on average to eliminate these chemicals, and they have an affinity for the lungs, kidney, and brain. So in this study of 32 samples, 25% came back with the presence of PFAS, especially in the crotch area, believe it or not, was the highest concentration of these chemicals. Brands like Athleta Girl, Gaim, NYX, Lululemon, LuLaRoe, Old Navy, Viore, Yogalicious all failed the test. So how are these chemicals absorbed? Certainly through oral exposure, which is why we have a parts per trillion limit on them. But the chemicals, in these clothes, we're at parts per million, which is a bigger amount. On a side note, the CDC recommends that the EPA limit be lowered 10 times the amount that they're deeming safe. Obviously, we're not orally exposing ourselves to yoga pants, but you sweat. And if you're sweating, studies show that these chemicals are more rapidly absorbed into the body. If these materials are exposed to the elements, like the sun, PFAS can increase by 100-fold. And on dry skin, preliminary research shows that it can actually move through the skin as well. So stay away from any materials that say stain-resistant, water-resistant, moisture-wicking, sweat-wicking, dry-fit. You can almost guarantee that those materials have PFAS. But here's the irony. The brands don't need to use these chemicals. Actually, 75% of the brands in the study didn't contain these chemicals. So here are some brands that came back with no PFAS. 90 Degrees, All-in-One Motion, Aloe, Blanky, Calia, Fabletics, GapFit, Livy, L.L. Bean, Laura Jane, Marika, Mizuno, Nike, Noble, Reebok, Spanx, Sweaty Betty, Under Armour, Zella, and Zia. Now, because they didn't come back with PFAS, does not mean that these synthetic fibers are healthy, especially if you're being active in them. So take that into consideration because they're far from perfect, although they were devoid of those PFAS, which is very important. Instead, look for materials that are made with GOT-certified cotton. For example, Groceries Apparel, Mate the Label, Packed Organic, 
were some that were found to be really, really good quality materials with no PFAS or any other synthetics. So we know about this chemical, we know it affects the body, we know it's an athleisure, but where else is it? An investigation earlier this year by Toxic Free Future called Toxin Convenience, the Hidden Cost of Forever Chemicals in Stain and Water-Resistant Products, highlights some of the major concerns. So the three categories they looked at were outdoor apparel, bedding, tablecloths, and napkins. And they selected 20 items from each of these three categories. They got them at Amazon, Bed Bath & Beyond, Costco, Dick's Sporting Goods, Kohl's, Macy's, REI, Target, TJX, and Walmart. And they sent them out to an independent lab for testing. And you ready for this? They found that PFAS were in 72% of the products marketed as stain or water resistant, despite safer alternatives being available. And it's a big problem, why? Because PFAS are there for the course of the lifetime of the materials. You can't just wash them away. Now, none of the ones without stain or water resistant marketing appear to contain PFAS. So some of the items that contain this toxic chemical, rain jackets, hiking pants, shirts, mattress pads, comforters, tablecloths, and napkins. Now remember, these 10 retailers, each of them had at least one PFAS-laden product. None were innocent. So make sure, again, as I said before, avoid stain and water-resistant products at all costs. Where are PFAS banned? Right now, in packaging, food packaging, California, New York, Maine, Vermont, Washington, Connecticut, and Minnesota have adopted legislation to protect our food packaging. But lots of brands are stepping in and doing good PR by removing it from their products as part of an effort to reduce this chemical load. So where else are PFAS found? So I just mentioned clothing, bedding, dining room products, but you also find it in carpets and couches. You also find it in makeup, which we'll talk about later. We also find it in Teflon. Teflon is so important because that's really where we're having a big exposure. Anything nonstick, super important, and drinking water. Go listen to the water episode one and two. I talk all about PFAS found in our drinking water and how it's one of the major routes which we're ingesting them. It's also in the air. It's also in the dust. We found occupational workers working with PFAS. The air and the dust contained exponentially high levels of PFAS. We found it in breast milk, and it's almost guaranteed to be in your blood. 2007 study found PFAS, PFOA actually, the specific type of PFAS chemical, in the blood of 99.7 Americans which is incredible. And if you remember, I mentioned all the systems that this chemical affects. You also heard me talk about Dark Waters a few weeks ago on the show. And this whole movie is based on how DuPont, the, the company that created this uh, technology or this chemical, uh, was poisoning at least 69,000 residents of the Ohio Valley and Ohio and West Virginia, and they drank contaminated water and they were getting sick, really sick, and so were their animals. So I actually urge you again, if you haven't watched it, Watch Dark Waters to learn more about how PFAS is affecting us and how companies like DuPont really don't care. And remember, our children are most at risk. Pound for pound, they're eating more food, drinking more water, and they're exposed to these materials on couches and carpets, right? They're rolling around on the floor being kids. So most importantly, we have to make sure we're protecting our children. All right, so what about in the home? Like I said, it's not just skin contact. Indoor air in homes has been found to have PFAS concentrations 10 to 100 times higher than outdoor air, which is why it goes back to so many shows I talked about, about how we need to pay close attention to our indoor air, because on average, indoor air is more polluted than outdoor air. One of those elements being PFAS. So the environmental impact, we know that these chemicals wash away when we're doing our laundry, and they come into the environment. And now wastewater management plants don't degrade these chemicals. So they're recycled back into our water, 
And if you're drinking tap water, you can almost be guaranteed to be drinking PFAS. It's coming from factories utilizing this chemical both as runoff and volatile chemicals in the air, right? They leach. So say we throw away our rain jacket or our carpet that we just don't want anymore um, or yoga pants that we won't, don't want anymore. These PFAS, they can also leach from landfills and they contaminate the approximately 16 billion gallons of water that are leaching from these landfills each year. And let me put out this staggering statistic. Washington State has estimated that 2,066 metric tons or 4.5 million pounds of PFAS in treated textiles are disposed of in landfills in the state of Washington every single year. And they've been detected in rivers, oceans, air near cities as well, remote areas. They even found them on Mount Everest. So they're all over the place. They ain't going anywhere. They take forever to degrade in our environment. They take years to degrade in our system. But we have to make sure that we're doing the things for us in our homes, around our children, to start protecting our home first and then expanding that out to the community by bringing more awareness. So what are some solutions? When it comes to materials that you're wearing or that you're bringing into the home, make sure they're OEKO tech certified or GOT certified cotton or Green Guard Gold certified. This is gonna ensure that it's devoid of that chemical as well as many others, but really that we're talking about PFAS today. And as I mentioned, stay away from any stain resistance, water resistant, moisture wicking, sweat wicking, dry fit, any of those, anywhere where it says it, it's almost guaranteed to be full of these PFAS or forever chemicals. Wash your clothing before wearing it. This is just generally speaking, it's not gonna do much for PFAS. You can shop secondhand. And also just put some energy into researching more non-toxic athletic wear that you can be wearing that fits the certifications that I mentioned. And look for more natural fibers. Fibers like polyester or spandex or rayon are ones that are typically treated with PFAS. Okay, before I move on, shout out to Momovation and Toxic Free Future for providing such really good information. Um, yeah, you may have not heard of PFAS. I did a little bit of it on the water episode, but I really wanted to bring light to this chemical. And like I said, go watch Dark Waters if you want to learn more about it on a cinematic aspect. And it may draw you in, but know that it's around, it's in our bodies, uh, but we can totally be empowered by removing those products from our lives. So in this product review, I want to review some of the results from Toxic Free Futures uh, study. Uh, I'm going to go into some of the products and companies that were found to have chemicals. I'll just say this really quick. You know this chemicals are poison when companies like McDonald's and Wendy's have announced that they're going to ban toxic PFAS in their food packaging. What else unfolded? Target did the same, especially in their private label beauty, cosmetics, cookware, and textiles. Lowe's did the same in fabric protector sprays. REI required that all ski wax products and clothing treatments it sells be free of PFAS by 2023. It also now sells its first flame-retardant camping tent. And just last year, Taco Bell, Chipotle, Sweetgreen, Cava, and Freshie banned PFAS in food packaging. So back to this review by Toxic Free Future. Uh, some of the jackets that they looked for were found at Dick's, REI, and Walmart. The offending brands that they found were Alpine Design, Dakin, DSG, Under Armour, Columbia, Patagonia, REI, Co-op, Savannah, Drypoint, and Westwinds, uh, the latter two being the worst offenders, REI, Rainwall, 511 Tactical, Lalinta, and Rothko. So when they look at other wear, they look at hiking pants from REI, a shirt and two pairs of pants purchased at Walmart, and a golf pullover and flannel shirt from Dick's Sporting Goods. The brands for these were all found to have PFAS, including Under Armour, 
Tactical, Rotho, REI, Lalinta, and Dakin. So when it comes to bedding, right, really important because, yeah, you might wear a jacket on a hike, take it off. You're laying on this bedding for six, seven, eight, nine hours, right? So four comforters, seven mattress pads or covers, and nine sheets or pillowcases were studied. And they detected PFAS in nine of the 13 bedding items marketed as stain or water resistant. Never buy bedding that is stain or water resistant, ever. So what are some companies that were found to have this chemical? Amazon's Fresh Ideas, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, Real Simple Fresh & Clean, that was one of the worst, Costco Beautyrest, Kohl's Down Home, DuPont, and Epoch Home Techs, the latter two being one of the worst, Macy's Cotton Loft Stay Clean, Target Madison Park Down, Walmart Epoch Home Techs, and Certopedic Crib Mattress Cover, right? A crib mattress cover where you put in your infant was found to have really high levels of PFAS. Three mattress pads, Beauty Rest Black, Down Home DuPont Serona, and Serapita Crib Mattress Pad Cove. For the sheets, Fresh Ideas Cotton Rich Pillow Protectors that were treated with Teflon were found to have high levels of this toxic chemical. For tablecloths and napkins, they detected PFAS in 10 out of the 20 tablecloths and napkins tested. 14 were labeled as stain or water resistant. Most of the tablecloths labeled as stain or water resistant contain PFAS. Which ones? Amazon Hyson Checkered Tablecloth, Max Mill Square Tablecloth, Province Imports Tablecloth, Bed Bath & Beyond, Wham Suda Tablecloth, that's one of the worst, Kohl's Cuisine Art Napkin and Food Network Tablecloth, TJX Harvest Meadow Tablecloth, one of the worst, Color Drift Haley Tablecloth, Walmart Daily Chef Table Napkin, Infinity Collection Spill Proof Tablecloth, and two napkins that were high were the Cuisine Art basketwear stain-resistant microfiber napkin, and the Daily Chef table napkin. So those were the results of their studies. You'll see that the bedding, the clothing, and the dining room materials were all found to have this toxic chemical PFAS when they're marketed as stain or water-resistant. That's a take-home. So again, as I said in the Knowledge Bomb, stay away from products that are marketed as such because you can almost guarantee this chemical is in there. And instead, start moving towards more natural fibers uh, it's unfortunate. I wore a lot of Under Armour when I was playing sports when I was young. And um, after this, after doing the deep dive on all of this, I actually had to do an audit of the stuff in my home. And I ended up throwing away a bunch of shorts that I had that were, that were dry fit that I didn't even realize. Some of the underwear that I was wearing was uh, the material that is dry fit. So I threw those away and I made sure that I bought some really good quality organic cotton underwear. So without further ado, I really, really want to get into this conversation with Dr. Yvonne Burkhart. She is a toxicologist. She knows everything when it comes to toxins. She's going to tell us about the ones to watch out for. And we're going to talk about makeup. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience to prove that it's not only delicious, but it's also health focus. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well-being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in their process is rooted in health-focused principles backed by solid, scientific, research-based, rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty-grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee 
apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication is my favorite is their dedication to purity and safety their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides toxins and harmful mycotoxins those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health causing issues like liver and kidney damage digestive problems brain fog and fatigue purity coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity and this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee and the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy, boosting compounds with every sip. Purity coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E dot com and use the code drg for 30 percent off of your order you know living a long life is great it is we all want to live longer but what's even better is living those years in good health right free of the chronic diseases and the ailments unfortunately for many the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide and we spent our last years ill not enjoying our life to the fullest and that's why i'm always into research based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been open and I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And, I, and not just me, I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle, staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. You know how much I love talking about toxins. I've been talking about it for so long, but I got a toxicologist on here. Dr. Yvonne Burkhardt, I found her on Instagram. We found each other on Instagram, and I was like, this is up my alley. She's talking about low toxic living and really the things that we have in our everyday life that are building up in our body and causing disease. So I can't wait to get into this conversation. Welcome to the show, Dr. Yvonne Burkhardt. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, man, it's, 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 a, it's a pleasure. We tried to get you on last year, but, um, but it didn't work out. But now you're here, and I'm so excited. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask out the gate because it's coming out of my pores. And I know you've been talking about it lately. Is our makeup toxic? Conventional makeup is toxic, yes. They want to make us believe that it's not, but it, it is because within a few days of switching your products out, you can actually see a measurable decrease in the amount 
of endocrine disruptors in your blood within three days. So man-made or naturally occurring chemicals that disrupt our body's hormones. Mm -hmm. And it's not just a reproductive issue. It affects all systems. All systems. Brain, gut, liver, reproductive organs, mm -hmm. metabolism, energy, brain function, immune function. Yeah, yeah. So is it all types of makeup? What, what types of makeup are we talking about? Is it just like foundation, concealer, uh, lotions? Is it, is it across the board? I love this question. So there was actually a study that came out and they measured PFAS in makeup that you can buy at big box stores. So in the study, they named Sephora, Ulta, Target, you know, stores that most women shop for makeup at. Up to 50% of them had detectable levels of PFAS in them. And the highest was in lip products, foundation, and mascara. So they're typically adding it in as a waterproofing ingredient to make it last longer. So for those who aren't aware, PFAS are the polyfluorinated chemicals that repel water that we see in nonstick pans or raincoats, right? Exactly. But actually, in this conversation, I'm having a revelation that, yeah, it makes sense. When you put it on lipstick, it's repelling saliva, repelling water, drink uh, to keep it on longer. Mm -hmm. So they're putting these in our lipstick, you're saying? Yes. And what are the effects of these PFAS chemicals? So they're known to cause several different types of cancer. So uh, childhood cancer as well, mm -hmm. thyroid disorders. I mean, you name it. Immunotoxicity, miscarriage. Mm. And, and it's incredible to hear that, like, not only is it in uh, something we apply to our body, but we apply it on our lips, right? So like, let's say we're eating every time we're moving our lips, right? Uh, bringing, mm -hmm. bringing the food in. It's rubbing off into our saliva and getting into our system. Mm -hmm. And it, it, when you mentioned early on, there's a measurable effect when you stop the conventional makeup? Yeah, when you stop conventional personal care products like deodorant, shampoo, it's all sort of in a similar category of personal care products, mm -hmm. right? So cosmetics specifically, we apply them to our face, but lotions, uh, deodorant, shampoo, those things that you use every single day, those can definitely affect your levels of phthalates in the blood, specifically. Mm -hmm. It was phthalates that they measured. Okay, so uh, PFAS is a big one. Mm -hmm. And I actually, it, it, it's funny we're having this conversation. I was, I did a show recently on uh, fast fashion and the chemicals that were found in fast fashion. And the three big ones were uh, heavy metals, PFAS, and phthalates, BPA. Um, so for, for you and your research, where are you finding that phthalates, BPA are found? Oh, they're found everywhere. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to cosmetics, sometimes they're added as ingredients. So specifically in fragrances, phthalates are used to help a fragrance stick to the skin and make the scent linger. So if you've ever had a, a scent that just really lasts a long time, really good chance there's phthalates in there. Mm -hmm. And what are those phthalates doing to us? Phthalates are affecting, again, every, almost every organ system in the body. So mm -hmm. they're definitely uh, affecting the reproductive organs, throwing off you know, your um, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone balance. Mm -hmm. But they also affect, again, the immune system. So it's, there's a lot of overlap with mm -hmm. these endocrine disruptors causing the same types of conditions. Mm -hmm. and, and the way I like to think about it is our systems are an elegant symphony. And they need balance mm -hmm. for that music to come out. Anytime there's a discordant sound, 
it's in the form of an endocrine disrupting chemical. And when those hormones are disrupted, it affects everything. Those the hormones in many ways are signals for the rest of our body on how to act, on what to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, our immune system, not being short of that, our immune system relies heavily on signals, including hormonal signals. So it makes sense that what you said overlap when we expose ourselves to these chemicals, it's our hormones being affected, fertility being affected, like we said, we were talking a little bit about dermatology, but then our immune system. And it's crazy because everyone wants to have a strong immune system now, especially in the past mm -hmm. two years. It's all of a sudden a hot uh, buzz term that we really want to work on. But you're saying one of the ways to work on it is to remove these cosmetics, huh? Exactly. So if you can, the more of these chemicals that you can remove from your daily routine, the better off you'll be. And it's so wild to think about because I actually sat down and I did an exposure assessment. So I calculated how many exposures one person can avoid by switching just one product. So for example, let's just say a body lotion that you use every single day that you're not rinsing off, it's staying on your skin. If you are in your 30s and you're expected to live close to 80, that's nearly 16,000 exposures that you're having. So 16,000 opportunities to choose a better product. Just from one change? Just from one product. Okay. If you just switched your body lotion and you use it every single day for the rest of your life until you're about in your 70s or 80s, 16,000 exposures. Wow. And every single one of those exposures, you don't know what it's actually doing to you, right? Mm -hmm. Because the ingredients could either be nourishing to your skin or they could be taking away. Mm -hmm. Most of these conventional ingredients are taking away. Yeah. You're saying. Right. And, and to bring to this to awareness, it's not just one cosmetic or personal care product ingredient we're using, right? How many on average are we, are we using? I know men less than women, but is it over 10? Uh, women can use up to 100, over 100 in D a day. In different, in different ingredients? Right. Or, uh, and, right. Or, and, or like maybe 10 different products, 12 different products? Exactly. 10 to 12 different products, each one of those products having, you know, uh, maybe 20 ingredients, right? right? You right, think about how quickly up. that builds up. Mm -hmm. And then especially if they have the same type of ingredients, then there's overlap. Mm -hmm. And you start kind of building and adding. Yeah. So I, I remember I knew um, I, my mom used to put Vaseline on her face all the time uh, because, you know, it was lubricating and it, was, it had glimmer and shine. But I think back where all those petrochemicals are coming from, right? And, and where they're derived from and what's in there. The chemicals like benzene, right? Really mm -hmm. nasty chemical. And how much that contributes to disease. Um, and I'm not trying to hate on Vaseline, but that's really something that's almost in every pantry or closet or bathroom that we, that we see is something really popular. So uh, in, in retrospect, I, I'm wondering if that was even something that caused disease in my mom early on or, or contributed to it. Mm -hmm. I know you get um, a lot of questions about how to change cosmetics, and we're going to talk about that. But you have a very interesting part of your story where you were in school and uh, you were drawn to toxicology because uh, there was a professor studying toxicology in the context of fertility. Exactly. And then, uh, ironically enough, years later, you had your own troubles with fertility. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So I started as an undergrad doing research in toxicology. We looked at the effects of 
environmental contaminants that come from cigarette smoke, automobile exhaust. They're basically everywhere. And they're also found in crude oil, which is where the petrochemical sort of ingredients come from as well. And we were looking at the effects on fertility, um, mainly ovarian cancer. And it could be actually multi-generational, the effects. So if the mom is exposed, pregnant moms are exposed, then the babies and even the grandchildren still have the effects. Mm -hmm. But the point that I wanted to make was that I had a very conventional lifestyle. I didn't pay attention to any of the products that I was using at all. And I was actually ignoring my symptoms for quite some time because ever since adolescence, I was never balanced hormonally. And so going into adulthood, adding stress on top of that, really just tipped the scales toward complete imbalance, where I didn't have a cycle for several months. My body was just completely inflamed and toxic. I was mm. really toxic. So uh, I went to doctors and so many of them told me I was normal and they couldn't help me. And so I said, you know, there's gotta be something. I know there's something wrong. So I went the route of functional medicine and we uncovered the root causes of what was going on. And I had a significant amount of heavy metal toxicity as well as glyphosate, uh, as well as endocrine disruptors mm. from heavily fragranced products. I had been just die hard <laughs> since I was a kid. Like most you know, women and girls, really, really strong connection to fragrances, scented products. And so I had to unlearn a lot of what I learned in school to actually heal myself. Mm -hmm. and, and how did that manifest, manifest as, as, you, as disease as an adult? What did you start seeing coming up? I had horrible acne in my 30s, exploding all over my face. I had significant amount of hair loss. I had um, my abnormal cycles. I wasn't ovulating at all. And I actually had significant gut issues, which isn't a surprise, right, because mm -hmm. of the glyphosate. And heavy, the heavy metal toxicity was really throwing me off too. And I had brain inflammation and brain fog mm -hmm. to the point where it was affecting my daily life. I wasn't able to, to perform at work. Mm -hmm. So, you're, so amongst all of these symptoms, you then went to a function or a functional doctor. They they found all this stuff. How did you remove this from your life? What 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 steps did you take to start healing? Yeah, I did it systematically. So I initially started first uh, with the foods that I was eating. I got a water filtration system because I started to realize, and I already knew this since I was in school, but I didn't really. It didn't it didn't occur to me that it was affecting me so, so deeply. Mm -hmm. So I got a water you know, filtration system. I started cleaning all of the, cleaning those things up in my life. And then when it came, the personal care actually came le uh, last because I had such a strong connection to these products. I was die hard, I couldn't let them go, but I realized that I knew that they were not serving me. Mm. And, and, that, and that's always a big problem. Uh, when I, I remember when I was in practice, when I addressed makeups, uh, they're like, well, which one do, did I, do I use? And at the time when I was practicing, there wasn't that many really healthy brands or healthier brands out there. It was like a market that was starting to boom. Uh, but when I came out of practice a few years later, then there's so many options, which we'll talk about later. But um, I understand there's always a connection because of that's what you grew up with, right? And, and this is what you feel comfortable. You found a brand at 18, at 19, at 16 that really works for you. Um, so... How did you find a way to let it go? Where did you find brands that were better for you? Uh, and, and like, how did you make that transition? Because I know a lot of people who are listening and there's a large audience of women, they go, this makeup works for me, you know? How do we 
where do we go to explore better quality options? Well, typically what most women do is moving away from conventional makeup toward clean beauty. So clean beauty is a whole entire sector of cosmetics that has come out due to the demand for better quality ingredients because people are now aware of them, of the issues with conventional ingredients. The problem is that there's a lot of marketing that goes on with clean beauty that's greenwashing. So it's challenging to know which products are actually legitimately lower tox versus ones that are not. And so the key is to really learn about ingredients. And there, there are very easy ways of getting around this insurmountable task of learning about however many tens of thousands mm -hmm. of chemicals are being used, right? But cosmetic ingredients are kind of like in their own bubble. So once you start to recognize some, you'll see overlap and it actually becomes really easy. But what I, what I personally did was I went complete opposite. I went from conventional to almost using no products at all. And you know, I found that that didn't work for me. That was too extreme of a shift. So then I kind of went back a little bit into the clean beauty area so products that you will see at more health food stores, natural food stores, those are definitely an improvement over conventional. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that they still have some ingredients in there that I was trying to avoid because of the endocrine disruption. So for example, fragrances. Mm -hmm. You can still find fragrances very frequently in clean beauty. And they're just not really necessary. It's more of a sensory experience than anything else. They're not functional functional at all. Mm -hmm. And in fact, they're more detrimental than beneficial because of the phthalates. Mm -hmm. More often than not, they do contain phthalates. Mm -hmm. So typically what I recommend for women is looking at your daily routine and seeing which products are your favorite. What do you use every single day? And what can you not let go of? Like, for example, me, it's mascara. So I knew, okay, I've got to find a better mascara. Because if I'm using this every day and it's going near my eyes, the eyes are actually a route of toxic absorption as well that people may not realize. So you've got to really just pay attention to the things that you use every single day. Mm -hmm. That's really where I would recommend starting. And then if it's a, a lip product, really important. Really important to look for something more organic and more on the natural side. And even the pigments are important to look at too because I know that you've mentioned heavy metals in lipstick and they typically come from the pigments because mm -hmm. the pigments are mined from the earth and that's where heavy metals are. And it's almost impossible to separate them out. Mm -hmm. So looking for pigments that come from plants right. is a really good way mm -hmm. to lower your exposure to heavy metals, especially through lip products. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they do food coloring pigments, but like if turmeric plays a role or other spices, they can add colors or how they mix it up. I know they do it in food, over in Europe, uh, when they where they they actually know about food coloring and or they actually value the the detrimental effects of food coloring, that's a whole nother convo. But I like what you said about choosing the one that is like the thing, the not that you have to use. It's part of your experience. Like this is what you don't want to let go of, and then exploring from there because um, it, it's again a detriment to us. Now you mentioned looking at these chemicals. Um, and and there's there's so many, and it can get overwhelming so fast. Let's say I love makeup, and uh, I want to change my makeup because you've inspired me so much to do it. 
where do, what, what do I look for? What chemicals do I look for when I now go to Whole Foods, for, for example, and see makeup in the makeup section? I pick it up and I look behind it. What, what, are, what am I supposed to train my eye to look at initially to start learning more? So you definitely want to look at the ingredients list. And typically, the first five to seven make up the bulk of that product. Those are the most abundant. But that doesn't mean you should ignore the rest of the list because things that are used like preservatives and fragrances are used at lower levels still affect your health, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're using preservatives that, that are not microbiome friendly, then that's going to cause you problems in the long term. Because more and more research has come out, the skin microbiome is so important to maintain skin integrity, youthfulness, mm -hmm. and skin barrier function, mm -hmm. right? That's what, that's what keeps the chemicals out. That's mm -hmm. what you need to preserve. So definitely the number one ingredient that I recommend avoiding is fragrance. If you see fragrance on the label, I would highly recommend considering another product. Mm -hmm. Why? What does a fragrance do? Well, fragrances are probably the top allergens known to man, and they're also more likely than not containing phthalates. Mm -hmm. And the phthalates are what's disrupting the hormonal system. Exactly. And when it comes to fragrances, is it true that when you see fragrance, that can be an umbrella term to many different chemicals? Exactly. So, so we, our eyes will see 20 products, I mean 20 ingredients plus fragrance at the end. But it can be 20 plus however fragrance, however many fragrance encapsulates. It could be another 100, right? Right. Which is incredible umbrella term. And we just see that as like fragrance. Oh, yeah, whatever it's made out of. It's a pretty incredible concept when you think about it. Um, okay, so I go to, I go to the uh, store and I see fragrance. Then I know, no. Unless it says fragrance asterisk. Uh, utilizing essential oils, maybe, or something like that. But most products out there, their fragrance is not utilizing that, right? Correct. Okay. Is there, is, how do it, will, when I look for phthalates, will it say phthalates on it in the back? No. Phthalates are listed under the umbrella term of fragrance. Okay, so they'll be they're, secretly they're in there. That's correct. Okay. That's the problem. Okay. Uh, what about parabens? People talk about parabens all the time. Um, is, uh, is that something that is found in makeup usually, and is that something that affects our health? Definitely. Parabens are definitely, definitely mimicking estrogen, and they were first brought to our attention because of deodorants, mm -hmm. and that being in proximity to the breast tissue and causing hormonal changes there, leading potentially to cancer. Uh, parabens have been so pretty much phased out at this point. There are very few products on the market that still contain parabens mm -hmm. because it's been switched out for another one another preservative, phenoxyethanol. Mm. So that one is a little bit of a controversy in terms of some experts will say it's fine to use, other experts say it won't. Mm -hmm. So there's a, a spectrum. Mm -hmm. So the parabens were switched for oxyethanol? Phenoxyethanol. Phenoxyethanol. Okay, well, interesting because uh, so many people talk about parabens, not a lot of people are talking about phenoxyethanol or the controversy behind it. So it's a really good um, tip to bring to, 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 to us for this. Um, do you worry about how the uh, cosmetic is delivered? If it's stored in plastic, does that matter too? Or It absolutely matters. Okay. I'm so glad you asked this question because plastic is such a, a huge problem, not only directly when we're using a product that was 
packaged in plastic. So if there's anything that's like fat soluble, then those plasticizers are also flat, fat soluble. They'll be migrating into that product, mm -hmm. right? There's a high probability. It depends on the type of plastic, but if it's plastic, there are plasticizers in there mm -hmm. because otherwise there, there's no way to produce it. So I personally prefer to use products that are in glass for that reason. But mm -hmm. not only that, like even if it's a recycled plastic, plastic can only be recycled so many times before it ends up in the landfill. And then I know that microplastics are then coming back to us later. Mm -hmm. So the more you can get away from plastic, the better, because these hormone disruptors are coming from plastic. Mm. Interesting. We, I mean, there's, there's so much to think about. And I'm over here acting like I have a whole makeup regimen because I'm over here getting unconsciously overwhelmed. But like, there is so much to think about because there's a, such a disconnect between what is accepted as safe and what truly is safe. Major disconnect, right? What we see at CVS or Sephora, for the most part Sephora, even though it's getting better I hear, um, or whatever other places that people or women or men get uh, makeup, it, it, we just value what it is on the store shelf as safe, right? The FDA took care of it. It's fine. I can use it. But the fact of the matter is, is that people like you and, and me and whoever else is really passionate about this are uncovering a part of that that is showing it's not as safe as you thought. Actually, on the contrary, it's not safe at all. And then there's this giant gap. They're like, whoa, what do I do? And I think it's really important to be able to hold people's hands and move them from like, this is what we thought was safe, but don't worry, here's the steps you're gonna take, the actionable steps in order to come to a place where it's safer because people wear makeup every day, right? We, we brush our teeth every day, we put on deodorant for the most part every single day. We go in the shower, we put on shampoo, conditioner, come out, put on lotion. We do all of these things every day and that's the buildup, right? On your expertise, are you finding that a lot of these toxins, some are water soluble, you pee them out, mm -hmm. uh, but some build up in, in the system. Um, are a lot of these cosmetics, those chemicals that stay in our system or a lot of them coming out through the urine? I would say the majority would come out through the urine. Mm -hmm. However, with the exception of some hormone disruptors like PFAS, they are not coming out. And more and more, there are reports coming out of PFAS in makeup, and even in clean makeup, even in green beauty, organic beauty. And it's not necessarily that they're intentionally added. Sometimes they are, but other times they come through the manufacturing equipment. Mm -hmm. So either coating the tubing to make it you know, non-stick, make it easier to clean, those residues are then transferring into the makeup. I see. And, and uh, it's funny because I, I've been talking about PFAS more, more lately than usual. Have you seen Dark Waters, the movie with Mark Ruffalo? No, I haven't. Oh, you have not to yet. see it today. Today, <laughs> tonight is the night you have to watch Dark Waters. All right. It is about a lawyer who works uh, for a big, big corporate business, uh, particularly um, DuPont. Okay. And he's finding that, and, he, and he's protecting the corporation. And then he's finding in this small, I, maybe it might be Ohio, West Virginia village, uh, or a small county, small town, that uh, the cows started getting sick then with cancers, dying. The people started getting sick with cancers and dying. And what's happening was the runoff from the factories, which were making the nonstick Teflon, 
was running into the water, coming into the town, and making everyone sick. So this lawyer, over the span of like 10, 15, 20 years, left to represent the people that his old employer was hurting. It's, it's a true story. Mm -hmm. um, but, when, but you learn about this PFAS chemical. It, if you never heard about it, you learn about it in real time as he's learning about it. So he's a lawyer who's just protecting a, a, a corporation and has no idea what's happening. And then you find out what this chemical is doing. And it's past nonstick. It's also in like all of those clothes that repel rain, raincoats, uh, all of these sportswear, right? Now that's dry fit. I, I, I work out all the time. I don't wear dry fit. I refuse to touch it because it has that PFAS chemical. But now you're telling me that it's getting into makeup. Makeup is not where I, I saw PFAS. I know it was in the water. I guess it makes sense now. But um, PFAS is one of the nastiest chemicals I have found. They stay in our system for like 18, 20 years. Forever chemicals, right? Right. Um, so is, is there, I, I, and not all companies are testing for it. Uh, so really, what are the rules of thumb? They, when you go buy a, uh, makeup, is there a labeling that you look for? Is there a certification that you look for? Is there a certain brands? Is there brands that you really know that have been vetted by you that we can learn about? What are some things, aside from turning it around and looking at the ingredients, what are some things you look at just right from the get-go, face value? Now let's chat about something crucial, that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products, as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right, we have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with Omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Puris O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Puri is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Puri.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Puri. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water or kombucha or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. 
The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system. The EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently. And the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up. So easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. Well, I definitely, I personally ignore all the marketing because there is a, an emphasis on, oh, this is made without you know, parabens, phthalates, right. you know, silicone sulfates, all of these things that they want to draw your attention to, but the ingredients don't match the, the labeling, the marketing. And so a way that you can definitely avoid it without having to read all the ingredients is to look for waterproof, long last. Those are the ones that are treated with the PFAS. Mm. So when you see anything that's waterproof, long lasting. Correct. Uh, long-lasting scent is going to be also the the phthalates. The phthalates and the, the fragrance. Phthalates. So, okay, so we're, anything that we're seeing that, and, and there's a lot of waterproof for makeup, right? A lot. I, they have waterproof mascara, I feel waterproof like Waterproof mascara, they have long wear foundation, they have long-lasting lipstick, non-transfer, that kind of thing, because, you know, women complain that it gets on their clothes or it comes mm. off on their glass or, you know, you kiss your partner and it comes off on, on their them. face. It's on them. So, it, you know, that's one of the the workarounds that companies have started doing mm -hmm. to solve this, you know, problem. So gentlemen out there, if your lady comes home, she gives you a kiss on the cheek and her lip outline is on your cheek, that's a good thing. It is a good thing. You, you don't, you don't want, or it's, or if it's, it's on better the, than, what? it's better than if it doesn't transfer. Right. But if she's using one that has heavy metals and now that is on Right, on now, now and now you're sucking those yeah, heavy metals right. in. Interesting. So uh, I guess I wish there was just one organization that tests every company for every heavy metal, every phthalate, every PFAS, right, um, every paraben, and then goes, here is the top of the top. Right now, it's sort of like we have to do our own research, huh? 100%. Mm. It's the same with a lot of the consumer products that you talk about, too, where I'm going out and reaching out to these manufacturers directly to ask about their, I notice ingredient substitutions, changes that are happening that aren't necessarily, people aren't informing the public. Mm -hmm. So I pay attention to the ingredients and I said, hmm, that doesn't look like it was there before. Let me find out what was the starting material. Mm. And I have found that even some of my favorite brands are starting to introduce more petrochemical derived right. ingredients, things that I avoid. So it's, it's really, we really can't say that there is uh, all across the board one brand that is just amazing, that every single product is perfect because there is no such thing. Mm -hmm. So it's really taking a look at the ingredients as a whole, holistically, and seeing is it more risky or is it more beneficial? That's mm -hmm. a very simple way of vetting your products. And, and, and it also goes to say that we have such elegant, sophisticated, powerful detoxification systems, right? So when we, we also have resiliency where you, where you can ask the question, is this acceptable? Is the cost worth, is the cost more than the benefit or the benefit, right, more than the cost? And even if there's some chemicals in there, it's, it's a bigger difference if you're looking at something that go, you know what, like this is 80% really good. 
right? And some chemicals, we can also keep our systems really strong with detoxification. And then that goes into like, what are we eating, right? Are we, are we sweating? Are we moving? Are we pooping, right? Uh, are we breathing correctly? All of these ways that are we keeping our body strong to build that resiliency. I always, people get very um, overwhelmed with all of this. But the other side of it is like education, making right decisions, good decisions, and then building that resiliency, making sure that you're detoxing too, um, which is really powerful. Before we got on air, we were talking about a really powerful uh, antioxidant in our system. What is the best antioxidant in our system when it comes to detoxifying these toxins? Glutathione. Okay. Hands down, glutathione. It's, it's the master antioxidant. It's the master antioxidant. And, and in your research, how has glutathione connected to fertility? Because not a lot of people know about this. Yeah, so actually one of the most mind-blowing facts that I learned when I was in research is that the liver and the kidney contain the most glutathione in our entire body. And after that are the testes and the ovaries. Mm. That was like completely mind-blowing to me. I mean, I understand the liver and the kidney, those are our heavy detoxification organs. I did not know, had no idea how important glutathione is and detoxification for reproduction. But now that I think about it and you think about it, it makes sense. Our reproductive capacity, our fertility is a measure of our overall health. If our body cannot support a pregnancy, then there's something really off. And in fact, every month when, when we ovulate, glutathione levels go up just before, just before the, the follicle opens and the egg comes out. And that is to protect the egg. That's our most precious resource, right, as women, to protect the egg from oxidation, from damage. So if you have low levels of glutathione, if you're more inflamed, you're more in an oxidized state, if you're using a lot of uh, heavy metals, things that deplete your glutathione, then you're going to end up in a more dysfunctional state than you would a healthy state. Mm -hmm. Was well, such an important, important piece of information for couples trying to get pregnant. And if there's infertility, or someone's had a miscarriage, or someone had, wasn't able to get pregnant, couples weren't able to get pregnant, we really need to explore glutathione, right? When I was practicing, I had a few infertility patients, and in the nutritional test I did, I always had glutathione in big letters circled going, what's your level of this antioxidant, right? Because in an inflammatory state in general, but especially when glutathione, the antioxidant, is needed to protect the egg. I always thought about it like bodyguards in the whole area going, okay, inflammation, psh, moving over those flames, and uh, uh, any oxidation, moving over those oxidants and protecting the egg. A lot of us are depleting glutathione. Let me tell you, for the majority of people I've tested nutritionally, their glutathione was low. Majority of people, even people who, they didn't, they just came in and said, hey doc, I wanna optimize my health. You know, I've been like, I'm gonna run a marathon in, in the next six months, how can I? I had patients like that, still glutathione, and, and it showed me how much of a burden, not only like nutritionally, like we're not getting enough good nutrition-dense foods, but how much of a burden the environmental aspect is on our systems, right? And, it, and it's a marker of like how much of a burden we're feeling in our body is that glutathione level. So do you take glutathione yourself? Uh, I do, but I try to get it through my diet mm -hmm. as well because supplementation is helpful to some regard, but I want to, sub I want to give my body the building blocks to make its own glutathione. Mm -hmm. So glutathione cannot be absorbed as such. It has to be either in 
like a lipophilic sort of mm -hmm. encapsulation. That it does help in the short term, but in the long term, I would recommend. I personally go through food. Mm -hmm. So you eat high protein rich foods, sulfur rich foods. Sulfur -rich food, um, C. Try to eat as many colors of the rainbow mm -hmm. in a day, because it's not. Good. It's like glutathione, but it's also um, you know upstream, like all the antioxidant genes. Right. Right. We got to be able to switch those on, mm -hmm. and a lot of people have you know, epigenetic changes where those are turned off. And that's why you get low glutathione and then you combine that with your high toxic load from the environment. It's a recipe for disaster. And that's why we're seeing so much disease in general. Yeah, in general. So back to your story, you detoxified. You, you started giving your body better nutrition. You started doing right by yourself after so long. What happened to your period? Within, I would say within two months, it returned. Within two months? Within two months, yeah. So I had um, mercury amalgam fillings in my teeth, and I had those removed, but they were not removed properly. So I had quite a significant amount of mercury exposure in my system. And once I had those fillings removed, and then I started changing my diet and my lifestyle, very quickly, I would say within two months, I didn't have, I mean, there was no you know medication or anything involved. It was just bringing my body back to balance, mm -hmm. removing those sources of, like you said, those fires, putting out those fires and rebuilding. It's so critical to rebuild your cells with high quality nutrients because supplementation is one thing, but it's really important to have the baseline building blocks there. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where our body recognizes those baseline building blocks from mm -hmm. food, right? Food in their own, proportions and ratios and synergy. That's where our body goes, yes, I evolved with this, more of this, you know. Um, but I love this whole picture and I love the work that you're doing it, bringing more awareness to things like cosmetics. The cosmetic industry is a very corrupt industry. Uh, I've I done a few shows on FDA and how just short-sighted they are when it comes to chemicals and how they just let in tons and tons of chemicals. It's a sort of like uh, innocent until proven guilty situation when it comes to chemicals. Um, but in many ways, we're the lab rats, and we don't know how these chemicals work together. Um, and before we wrap up, I want to talk about a concept of dose makes the poison. Um, I hear that a lot, especially in cosmetics, right? where they go, well, you know, you just put on a little lipstick and a little foundation, concealer, shimmer, and it's only at a blank dose, way lower than is, is considered even close to dangerous. That's okay. Um, but how do you feel about people who say from that perspective, the dose makes the poison? So the dose makes the poison is in every single toxicology textbook. Right when you open the front cover, that's the first thing that you'll see. And it was a concept that was very much indoctrinated into us as students. That was like the main thing that we followed is the dose makes a poison, the dose makes a poison. But from my own personal experience and what I know to be true, it, it doesn't hold up. It doesn't make sense because in regards to chemicals that bioaccumulate, PFAS, heavy metals, a little bit here, a little bit there, but they don't leave your body. So they're adding up. So it doesn't actually make sense at all. The dose makes the poison concept is 
totally inaccurate, if you ask me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and it's it doesn't take into account the bioaccumulation, which is so important to take into account, especially with heavy metals. You're not peeing those out. They they have an affinity for your organs. Um, your bones, right? Your liver, your brain. They love the brain. <laughs> they love the brain, and uh, and then it takes nothing into account about the synergy of chemicals. Work like we don't even know how this chemical looks in a vacuum. I mean, we know we only know how it looks in a vacuum. We don't know how it looks with its all the other teamsters of chemicals exactly. that, that you see in lipstick. Oh wait, but what about the other combination you see in your foundation? How about your mascara? How about the shimmer? How about the lotion? All of these are different ratios with different chemicals. Imagine when you clump them all together in a vacuum, how they're going to interact with each other. It, it very much so can stand, and we've seen that chemicals can work together to have an additive effect, the entourage effect. Yeah, so or even synergistic. A synergistic effect. So this is so it's something that we don't even look at, and for me, it's very concerning. But anyway, I, I'm glad that I wanted to clear that up because um, I don't get many contrarians from that side. But there are pages on Instagram that are very contradictory to the synergistic model or bioaccumulation model. And I've gotten into it, not in a while, but I've gotten to it a few times where they're like, the dose makes a poison. What are you talking about? You don't know anything. <laughs> you know, you're not a toxicologist. So I was like, I know about environmental medicine. I'm a doctor <laughs> and I know a toxicologist. So there you go. Um, so there you have it first, everyone. Dose makes the poison. The truth behind the dose makes the poison. <laughs> Listen, you have a course, right? I do. Okay, what's the course? What's the name of it and where can we find it? It's called the Safe Ingredient Academy. And you can find it through my Instagram at Dr. Yvonne Burkhart, where I basically walk you through step-by-step step exactly how to detoxify your entire beauty and personal care routine. Perfect. That's this is literally everything we ever needed. The step by step, and um, and it's it's out right now. We can purchase it as we're listening to this. Yes. Okay, I love that. <laughs> this is for everyone, and and this is exactly what I said. We need someone to hold our hands and bring us to to the side that says, "Hey, it's not as safe as you thought." But guess what? Here's some steps. So really, everyone, go check that out. If you wear makeup and you want to make the shift, go onto that course. And look up the way to do it because if it's coming from a toxicologist who knows your stuff and is passionate like this, I got all the trust in you. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, where can we find you? What's your Instagram? At Dr. Yvonne Burkhart. Okay, I love that. I'm very excited and thank you for finally, we've tried to get you on last year. We finally got you on. It's been a pleasure to have this conversation. Such important information and you and I are big toxin nerds. So this is super exciting, but um, as, as always, we'd love to have you back in the future. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me.